Darren Garhi, and you're listening to The Laughs of Your Life, the podcast where I talk to influential people about laughter. Before we meet today's guest, I have some extremely exciting news. Finally, you asked for it, and I have been dying to do it. It is my great pleasure to tell you that The Laughs of Your Life Live is happening in the Borgosh Energy Theatre on Thursday, the 13th of April, 2023. Seriously, this has been such a long time coming and I cannot wait to bring you the show live. We're talking top guests, live music, endless crack and so much more. Tickets for our first ever Last of Your Life live go on sale Friday the 4th of November at 9am. Get your girlos on the laptop, get your fella on the iPad, get your granny down to your local ticket master. It's happening. You don't want to miss out. Thank you so much for all of your support and I cannot wait to finally meet you all on the night. So on to this week's guest. From their first memories of laughter, to feeling laughed at, to a moment when if they didn't laugh, they'd cry. At the end, she did say to me, you will stay in touch, won't you? You're like, yeah, I'll WhatsApp you now. Yeah. How do you stay in touch with a royal? You know what I mean? Pass me a number, Kate. <laughs> What's your Insta? Oh my God. Imagine if she had a secret Instagram account. <laughs> Presenter of the Happy Mum, Happy Baby podcast, and I'm a celeb winner, Giovanna Fletcher, is my guest this week. She chatted to me about WhatsApping Kate Middleton, the night she literally broke a leg on stage, and how she landed into Ireland on the most Irish day possible. This season of The Last of Your Life is once again brought to you by FNF Fashion at Tesco. Pop in for the weekly shop and step out in style with a new wardrobe this autumn winter. I popped into Tesco in Cabra on the way home from town this week for a few last minute Halloween bits for the trick-or-treaters. Granted, I live in an apartment, so I actually don't get that many kitties. But look, if they don't show up, all the more for me with a cup of tea. Anyway, as per usual, I drifted on over to FNF while picking up the treats, and some of the bits at the moment are just divine. I'll show some of the stuff I picked up on my Insta stories this week, so keep an eye. My Instagram is at Theron Garrahi. And now for my chat with Giovanna Fletcher. I hope you enjoy. Giovanna Fletcher, you are extremely welcome to the Laughs of Your Life podcast. Thank you very much. This is very lovely. Was that very official? <laughs> that was very official. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> you have had a pretty busy 24 hours, am I right? Yeah. I flew into Ireland literally 24 hours ago, um, went to the regatta store, had like a nice launch for my collection with them there, which was lovely. I've never been to an in-store Launch. Celeb- yeah. yeah. Apart from like book stuff, which is like book signing, it's very different. There was music pumping. Right. There were flowers being wrapped. There was someone doing like um, caricatures of people. It was amazing. Like Great little fun. illustrations. Yeah. So your new fun. collection, you're excited about that? Yeah, really. I love being outdoors, um, which we'll talk about during this. Oh, my notes have disappeared. This is <gasps> no good. It's okay. Um, but uh, yeah, I love being outdoors and... Um, there's nothing like it for me. So uh, to be part of uh, a collection that celebrates being outside. And for me, clothes, although I love fashion and style, style is so personal. And I don't think we should uh, almost confuse fashion and style. You know yes. what I mean? Uh, and and for me, it's all about your clothes should enable you to just go and live your best life. Go, go outside and have an adventure. Um, and being outdoors brings me so much happiness. So the fact that this collection will help people do that is brilliant. 
And no better country to do it in. I mean, if I say so myself, we have a fabulous, a fabulous time outdoors here in Ireland. It's so beautiful yeah. as well. And, and I, and, you know, for the last couple of years, I think everywhere, everyone everywhere discovered things about where they live, like those new places to walk. We've been living where we were for 14 years and discovered there was a whole area, yeah. literally just a, a two minute walk away that we could walk through and explore with the kids. So, um, yeah, there's, there's so much. And actually being here, because I've only just got back from Italy, I never realised that Ireland has the mountains around like the flat yeah. areas it's, it's gorgeous oh with everything Jimmy. yeah you do oh, yeah. no you won't need to you won't want to leave I know, you, I, know, I know you have a flight to catch, but you might, you might want to reconsider. Uh, shall we commence with our questions? It's a little bit nerve-wracking having uh, such a successful podcaster on the podcast because, I mean, 10 seasons in, you know how it's done. Yeah, I get nervous before every single... Do you? Yeah, every single recording. Yeah, especially especially if they're the bigger chats. Yes. Um, I get really, really nervous about, you know, what topics and making sure that I'm respectful. Of course. I'm going to word things in the right way and I'm not going to be clumsy. Um, but I do get nervous before every single one why don't we just both decide we're gonna leave the nerves aside and have a lovely time yes let's do it well i'm not nervous here <laughs> oh good, good this good. is all just lovely just me i am okay perfect <laughs> okay let us let us commence giovanna so your first memory of laughter giovanna fletcher well my first memory of laughter like growing up i had a hard time at school but my happy place and the place that i laughed the most was at home with my sister and my brother. So my sister's uh, two years older, my brother's three years younger. And we I can just remember everything was fun and that ability to turn the simplest of things into something. Like we'd make up radio plays um and uh like we had a radiation we'd have our little fisher price recorder we would press record it was a brown one that we used to carry around and uh we'd go hello and welcome to hangar 17 where the music is hot <laughs> um, and then my sister would do like a little gymnastic routine on the radio which of course. we all know would work uh my brother would come and do the weather um and it was all just really good fun and you know doing things like that doing things like taking mum's high heels and just walking around the garden in them you know um that was that just we just laughed a lot together and and made something out of almost nothing really um and as kids we didn't in the in the way now that I think so many parents feel pressured to be there all the time and to to make sure that kids are playing in the right way and you know um are we am I giving them enough and and actually we were left a lot not in you know we, we my, our parents were in the house yeah. mum was like doing the cooking or the cleaning or whatever yeah but we were left to our own devices um you know and so many parties and things would be either we would be under the table under the food table you know ha having a good old chat and a laugh <laughs> or we'd be up in the bedrooms um you know dressing up putting on a play um my mum is one of uh one of six and uh and we would uh dress up as them quite regularly and do little plays for my nan um and we'd always for some reason even though mario was the only boy instead of dressing him up as my uncle we'd dress him up as the younger sister <laughs> <laughs> so he'd always be there with like a little tutu and we'd put makeup on him and everything um yeah so so for me there was so much laughter in my childhood at home um so yeah but school was a different story yeah I mean but you know again outdoors was my savior in, in that way you know I used to 
go off and, and walk around the field and um you know I'd I'd uh, make up little stories in my head and like hack them out and sing little songs Shane Ritchie once said to me maybe that's why you were good <laughs> oh, this is a good point you know uh, but I was just so happy in my own little world um you know and uh and ultimately, I think if that hadn't have happened, if that hadn't have been my experience, I wouldn't know what it's like living in your imagination and having those sort of skills, um, you know, to, to play with. So, uh, yeah, it's only turned out to be a good thing, even though it probably it didn't feel like that at the time. But and it I, shaped you. Yeah. yeah. And if I think about, you know, I've got an eight year old now and and um, and I was that age when the bullying started and and to think of him going through it. It's really awful, but I do think, that, especially for that age, the the world has moved on so much, and I know that he, you know, he's not the but the other boys in his class love playing football and they play those sorts of things together. He is not interested in the slightest. <laughs> not really. I might play every now and then, but whereas Buddy, my six year old, loves it, but. Buzz is just, he's happy being in his own world and not because he's being excluded in any way. His classmates absolutely adore him yeah. just because he's happy. He's happy going off and, you know, oh, I, I don't want to play football. Do you want to play with me? Oh, no, you don't. No, don't worry. I'll just go off and pretend to be Spider-Man. Oh, you know, and and there's nothing wrong with that. No, exactly. Yeah. And I think, right, I think now kids can, if yes. they're in the right environment, they can just, they can be whoever they want to be and just enjoy, enjoy life in a really lovely, simplistic way. Shivana, the first time you felt laughed at, can you recall? Oh, it's that thing that I think so many teenagers dread when you are in the dinner hall, when you're in the, when you're, you know, getting your food. Yeah. And often it, well, I think for anyone, it happens at the same time. And that's when you're just about to sit down at the table to eat. What? And the tray goes down no, on the floor. Right. So whenever that sort of stuff happens, everyone stands up and they clap. Oh, stop. And it's the most awkward <laughs> kind of ground swallow me up thing ever. And it's only such a small thing, but in that moment, and you know, later on that day, no one would even remember oh, whose no, tray it, fell down, oh, yeah. who it was. But it's the end of the world for you. It's the end of the world. And when I'm in that situation, especially uh, back in those days, I could easily like, I'd have to protect my bladder. Like all I could do, all I could think is don't wet yourself, don't wet yourself, it's fine. And I didn't. <laughs> I can't imagine you being, you know, an awkward teenager. I mean, as someone who has gone on to do all that you are doing and to be in a, you know, a broadcasting, podcasting space, how were you at that age? Were you confident or? No, I was never the popular kid. Okay. I think I was always uh, sort of chasing, like always between groups almost. Wanted people to like me, didn't understand actually that it doesn't matter if people don't like you. Um, and I think that's all all came from, you know, the early childhood stuff, you know. Uh, and that was, so it made me want things from people that I just didn't actually need. Like you don't need that validation from anyone else. And I think that's something that I only really realized since becoming a mum. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I, when I went to, so I went to Sylvia Young Theatre School, um, when I was 13 and that changed things okay. because all of a sudden it's only a small school, it's 140 people and you're surrounded by people who have the same interest and the same love. Um, and that's, that was always really, really lovely. And I felt confident in the sense that 
I used to travel from Essex into London every day on the, t- on the train, on the tube. And I love that. Like, yeah. I love being with, like, the businessmen and women and, you know, they're all suited and booted and I'm, you know, and I'm being independent and I'm going up there on the train on my own at 13. There are such important moments at that age. Yeah. Just a little slice of independence and you kind of go, yeah. And you feel like you're in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Giovanna. Yes. The moment when, yes. if you didn't laugh, you cry. Can you recall? I would put the whole of this... Uh, motherhood is just one big bubble especially early days of motherhood um and i think i can remember following someone online who really laughed at the situations that they found themselves in in motherhood whether that is um a child not putting socks and shoes on or not brushing their teeth and in those moments they can feel huge but if you laugh at them you know, it helps you get through. Um, but, you know, I think the whole of the start of it, the newborn stage, it's it's so overwhelming because I think we all have this idea of what motherhood's going to be like. I thought I was going to be like Maria from The Sound of Music mixed in with the Oxo mum. And um, <laughs> turns out I wasn't. The curtains are very Spoiler much alert. intact. I've not made a single pair of, you know, <laughs> of trousers or a dress out of the curtains. <laughs> Um, you know, and but I thought I would I would find everything super easy. I've always been a really maternal person, like in friendship groups, that's my role. And um, always love little babies and children. But actually having your own is a very different experience. And having that baby it's screaming at you at three o'clock in the morning, um, when you are sleep deprived, when you're leaking out of every place you can crevice yeah exactly (laughs) and everywhere is hurting um it's really hard um which is why we do the podcast as well it's to let other parents and mums in particular who are feeling it physically well talk to me about that right so anyone who doesn't know about your podcast happy mom happy baby you've been through you've had so many interviews with so many different situations different experiences with different different guests from really heavy hard stuff yeah. to beautiful happy stories yeah i'm sure so many people have asked you and you're probably sick of answering the question of what it was like to interview kate middleton but as a fellow podcaster yeah i just want to know what was the day like when you got the confirmation <laughs> that she was going to be on the podcast and what that felt like and and the kind of behind the scenes stuff yeah 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 um, so beforehand, it was one of those things that I'd always emailed. I'd always, whenever I got a new email address of the Royal, <laughs> I'd be like, would she? Me again. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> uh, and it was always a firm no. Um, but then timing wise, it just happened that uh, she was doing this five big questions thing, uh, you know, a survey that she wanted people to get involved with. And um, so at the time, the Royal Foundation got in touch and was like, we're doing, we're doing this would we be able to do something with a podcast? And it doesn't really fit in with our format. Like, you're, you've got a yes, format. Yeah. But we also know that we've got a great platform for parents and that it could be useful. So when we were in a meeting for it, I sort of said, well, would Catherine, or the Duchess, Catherine. yeah, would would the Duchess uh, talk on it? And they were like, oh, I don't really know. She doesn't really do things like this. You know, she gets quite anxious. Maybe, you know, five, ten minutes. And we're talking like 2019, this conversation was being, mm-hmm. being had. So she's done so much since then. And uh, and I was like, okay, ten like five ten minutes, we can do, we can we can make that work. To be honest, I was being like anything, <laughs> anything. I'll take anything. She can cough into a microphone, <laughs> and we're putting it we'll out. Use it. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and then uh, we went on. A, I was invited to uh, the, um, like a royal event, so it was the launch of the Five Big Questions. So we met in Birmingham. So um, it was put in the diary that we would have like a private little chat, and then be part of a bigger like a eight or so person roundtable chat. Okay. Um, and what it's uh, very strange when you meet a royal and it's schedules because I was talking to other people within her team and then all of a sudden they just disappear mid chat mid sentence disappear and she comes into view so I'm like wow hi hi <laughs> um, but it was really interesting so we were in a um like a like a, a kids play, a soft cent- a soft play center kind of thing yes like it yeah and um and we were talking about how our three children would be quite feral they've got three we've got three um and laughing about that and then talking about mental health maternal mental health and um one of the big things for the podcast is that um basically with new mums the leading cause of death in new mums within the first year is suicide and we talked about that. So we, we went quite, we went light, we went quite heavy within this five, five minute chat. And then we went into the room and it was, it was really, really great. And the next day we had a call to say Catherine would do the podcast for 45 minutes. Amazing. Oh my God. No one got in touch for the questions. And I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, until the night before. And I was like, okay, this is fine. I'm going to treat it like I would any other person coming in. I know what I would talk to her about so I wrote it all out her comms guy got in touch and said right I think I don't know if she did hit the birth thing so that might be a um you know that's what probably won't talk about mm-hmm. uh morning sickness me and me, uh, leaving the hospital you know I'm just going to take it to her and see what she says and when she, he when he took it to her uh Prince William uh was in the room and uh and he said just talk about it all because if you if it gets to the end of the podcast recording and you don't want it you don't want it in we can they can edit it out and that was the best thing best thing you could have done because it meant that she came in and what was uh, interesting about that day so we were at a different we were at a nursery another royal engagement and we kind of snuck off into um like a little office there so again different environment for both of us we had actual like china plates and cups and saucers that the, the nursery oh put out for us God. it was very cute so cute like drinking cold tea <laughs> with kate middleton um, uh, and we were both very nervous because like i say she hadn't done anything like that before yeah i'd never had an in-depth conversation with a royal before and um and as soon as she started talking it was just it was just magical the work that she does with early years is is incredible she's so invested and at the end of the, and we, so they gave me 45 minutes. We spoke for an hour and 20. Um, and it was just awesome. It was just absolutely awesome. You know, she'd listened to previous episodes. She talked about some of my friends that she'd listened to. Stop. Yeah. But at the end, she did say to me, you will stay in touch, won't you? You're like, yeah, I'll WhatsApp you now. Yeah. How do you stay in touch with a royal? You know what I mean? Pass me a number, Kate. <laughs> What's your Insta? Oh my God. Imagine if she had a secret Instagram account. <laughs> she oh, likes no, all my posts. <laughs> oh my God. Just sorry, just one more question about her. Yes. Is her hair as shiny in person? Honestly, it's, it's immaculate. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like it has a personality of its own. Yeah, it's it, it should really be introduced separately. Okay, Giovanna, you're no laughing matter moment in life time where there was no room for laughter so at the end of last year I so like throughout the years I've I've written books I've done podcasts but it all started with acting and I knew that when I was uh you know doing taking the path I had the acting I kind of stepped away from acting because 
the doors weren't opening and I'd uh, discovered writing and for me it felt like something that I could get my creative juices into and feel like I wasn't um I don't know I think it's so easy when you're acting to find a job that just gets you through yes whereas actually I found something else that I really really loved and that was really important to me but the acting side it meant I'd kind of left it largely to one side and um and I knew that doing things like I'm a celeb meant that certain cast and directors would be quite snobby about me doing anything um so you know it's one of those things that you just accept it's, that's that's just what it is yeah and an old director friend of mine and um a, a production company who i've worked with before uh cast me as their leading lady in 222 a ghost story which mm-hmm. lily allen had done previously and it was absolutely incredible to be in the west end the lead it was unbelievable i couldn't believe that it was happening um like the adrenaline rush like talk about nerves every night before going on stage i was a bit like I might throw up, <laughs> but then the door suddenly opens and you just got to get out there. Yeah. Um, and then I was on stage at the end of uh, end of December, mid scene, and I literally, so basically, there's one part where she's I'm on one foot and my other foot's doing something uh, like a kicking the thing to make it look like I've hit the ankle, hit my knee, and while my foot, my, while my my weight was suspended on one foot, it had already rolled. And I broke my ankle. Mm. Um, But uh, I literally um, carried on. And then thankfully, am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Of course. Okay, so. uh, (laughs) You can say it was fucking awful. (laughs) My next line is literally, ow fucking hell, I hate that fucking door. (laughs) And I literally did it with, and Steph uh, Beatrice was on the uh, stage with us at the same time. And she said she literally could tell that something awful had happened. The guy playing my husband had no idea. (laughs) And I remember, so that, so as in the scene, I have to walk to the sofa and it's my knee and I'm rubbing my knee and I'm having an argument with my husband. And then I have to walk across the stage to pick something up. And I'm literally there talking to him. I'm doing our dialogue, just going, (laughs) how the fuck am I going to walk across this stage to pick that up? And just limping across because I could put no weight down on it just limping and then limping off and before getting before leaving the stage there's a part where it gets quite fiery and but she's depleted like and I just remember feeling like oh my gosh like and I came off stage sat down and I just said to James Buckley who was in the show with us I, was, I said James I've, I've really fucked my ankle and he went it's okay mate just breathe was that okay <laughs> so I had five minutes no I had about two minutes at that point where I knew I couldn't take my boot off there was no way if I took my boot off at that point it wasn't going back oh on my. and it's the whole show must go on like what do you do what do you do what in that, did in that you, situation what did you do well, the stage management were putting ice packs on the outside of my boot. I'm like, well, that's that's not even making my. Boot this is cold. literally doing nothing. <laughs> but it made everyone feel good that they knew what was going on. Um, and then I finished the rest of the play, like the next 20, 25 minutes, which is a lot of like, it's the it's the it's the big pinnacle moment. Like how you've you've led everyone through this kind of what's going on thing. They have to know. The yeah. audience have to know. <laughs> and um, so I just carried on, and I can remember the tears streaming down my face throughout which is fine character wise because she's in a heightened place okay good so it's fine it works she's not jolly um (laughs) and as soon as I took my boot off at the end of the show like everyone just came to my dressing room and just watched me take off the boot and were like (gasps) 
But I remember getting a, a, a direct message on Instagram that day or the next day uh, from an audience member uh, just saying, you know, I just, I can't believe how in it you were. Like, even in the curtain, <laughs> even in the curtain call, you know, you could see how their character was still with you. It's like, no, I'd broken my ankle. My ankle was fucked on. Oh, my but then God. I had, so I had two weeks off, two weeks off, and I went and I did the last four weeks of the run in an air boot. But that first week was definitely, there was no, and I can remember being at the hospital actually, um, waiting to get x-rayed and just being like, I've fucked it. Like I've wanted this big, I've wanted this opportunity for so long for someone to take me seriously in this field that I've trained for. You know, I went to Sylvia's, I went to Rose Bruford, like I'm a trained actress. And uh, and all you you hope for is that you just need someone to give you that opportunity. Any actress knows that. Of course. And, um, and I just felt like I'd absolutely fucked it. The the first night back, even though I was in an air boot, felt incredible. And as audience members, some of them knew what had happened. Yes. They were fully supportive. Others didn't realise that I was Rant. wearing an air boot. And the ones that did thought it was some sort of clue. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Completely yeah. misleading. Everyone's like, what? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, Giovanna, the yes. person that you always laugh with. Okay, I would say my siblings, my brother and my sister. Um, so we have actually just been over in Italy um, filming a TV show uh, called Giovanna Fletcher Made in Italy, yeah. which is essentially us going back to Italy when my dad grew up because my dad's fully Italian. He came over when he was 19. Um, and we uh, all just kind of tried to discover more about our heritage. It's all about family and food and laughter, essentially. Oh, no better um, country. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> it's so good. Like the food. Phenomenal. It's so, And also because it's such a where dad's from it's such a poor area you know you realize that the food that we all love like pasta and pizza that food was made out of a necessity you know they yes. didn't have anything and actually the ingredients that you that you use to make these foods they can be grown they you know that they, they are you know and and seeing how communities come together to help each other out that's always been something that's always fascinated me growing up and going back there over the summer the way that someone can come over with eggs yeah. and trade it with someone's beans or tomatoes or it always felt like people were just kind of I've got these here you go you know yeah. and just it just really really sense of community yeah, yeah absolutely when can we expect that lovely show it's out on the 13th of November on ITVB so I don't know how you get it in Ireland but I will find a, 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 that's what I heard the dodgy box yeah, <laughs> the, yeah use the dodgy box <laughs> here we go Giovanna a time where you had the last laugh this is a tough one um, and I racked my brains about it a lot. And I would say that things like, uh, you know, writing books and acting, they're full of a lot of rejection. Yes. You know, you get so many no's. Yeah. All those parts you kind of, you you slave over, thinking about who those characters are, learning those lines, and, and almost have to, having to picture your life as if this was a reality. You know, this is, yes. this is part of your life now. So if I get a job that takes me to Toronto, how does that look? How does my family fit into that? And then not happening. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. It's all, that, that, all that mental... Preparation. Yeah. Yes. You have to kind of factor in, whatever it is. Even though now I, I do think I, I go into those things very differently. I do the work and then I leave it behind. I don't give it another thought after I've left the audition. Um, But also with books, you know, uh, if I think about how many times the book went out to different people and, you know, for Billy and me over 10 years ago and getting no's, you know. um, But like with acting, it takes one person for you to go, actually... I think I think this is you know it's all art it's all subjective it, it all has to land with the right person at the right time who just gets moved by it 
um, or thinks they can see something with it. So I would say that um, my last laugh would be the fact that there have been many no's and there will be many no's going forward in life. Um, but somehow I've managed to create a career that is filled with lots of um, lots of laughter, uh, lots of love, lots of passion and something that actually I've managed to get a lot of control of. Yes. Because with that world, I think the acting world especially, you're constantly waiting for a call. And and I actually had an agent at the time who I who I absolutely dearly love. Um he he he's a very successful agent. Um but it just got to the point where I he we weren't working. Okay. You know. And that happens. And that absolutely does happen. And I think he uh was a bit lost in terms of how to pitch me because you know, I've got a husband who's in a band and there are certain parts of my life that you can't shy away from. Um, but yeah, so I think it would, it, it was kind of, I thought it, yeah, I, I think my, my, it felt like other people were always in control of my life in yes. terms of like casting directors sort of not even getting you in the door yeah. or whatever. And actually I've been able to create something now that I'm really proud of. And even podcasting as well is part of that because you're not relying on a big broadcaster for a job you yeah. can just start you can just yeah. go into a studio with a microphone exactly yeah exactly yeah. and there's power in that yep okay Giovanna yes if laughter wasn't the best medicine oh. what would be walking getting outside yes in the outdoors um walking or running I always feel like um if I'm feeling really really stressed and I'm not the best version of myself I have to get outside and just that half an hour away from everything I can literally feel like when I get back, it's all still there, but it's sitting just an inch or two above. It's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah. The power of it. Yeah, so it's not weighing me down anymore. And I do. Th- I think it's very different being outdoors and doing it than being in a gym. Way different. Yeah. And I do, I do get the appeal of a gym because I guess if you're walking or running, it's a bit more of a controlled environment. And, I, you know, I have to be careful on my ankles. <laughs> um, but there's something about stamping around outside, putting your walking boots on. And in the winter, I take a little flask out with me. A oh, flask heaven. of hot chocolate. Yeah. Oh, stop. Yeah, you, you just keep going, 10 more minutes, come on, 10 more minutes, yeah. get the hot chocolate. If they really need along. to be persuaded, there's squirty cream in there as well. Yeah. Oh, divine. Yeah. Okay, are you ready for your quick fire round, Giovanna? Yes. Let's do this. <laughs> okay, the actor that always makes you laugh. Adam Sandler. Beautiful. Yeah. The actress that makes you laugh out loud. Drew Barrymore. I mean, and when they work together. Oh, heaven. My 51st date. Oh, best film ever. Heaven. Yeah. The movie that makes you laugh out loud. Paddington 2. Paddington 2. I haven't seen it. Oh, it's so good. Hugh Grant in Paddington 2 is so funny. And if it hasn't made you, if he hasn't made you laugh throughout the film, when it goes into the, you know, the title part at the end <laughs> that bit the, bit the credits 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 so there's a whole sequence in a film in in a prison sorry and Hugh Grant is leading it and it is the most campest brilliant musical sequence ever and it is it just makes me laugh it makes me very very happy that might be the most quintessentially British answer I've ever had to that question <laughs> Paddington 2 with Hugh Grant <laughs> Perfect. It's perfect. Uh, Giovanna, the comedian that makes you laugh out loud. Um, Sarah Millican. I oh, think she great. just she just observes in such a brilliant way. The way that she never really it's her humour is it's about her. She's yeah. not throwing shade at anyone else. It's never like, oh, it's just brilliant observations that make you go, I'll do that. 
<laughs> that's the best kind of comedian yes yes yeah, I, I love so. that yeah. and finally Giovanna your best or worst joke okay oh she's ready man walks into a bar ouch there you go. Oh, I love it. Simple but effective. Excellent. Well, because my memory won't help me. Won't let me remember longer jokes. I just love it. It's nice and short. Oh, Giovanna, it's been an absolute pleasure. Um, Giovanna Fletcher, I like to do the full name. Thank you so much for sharing the laughs of your life. Thank you very much. Also, I was on Ireland AM this morning. Oh, yeah. I've got to say, because one of the questions was the funniest thing about Irish people. Oh, yes. Oh, sorry. So, no, no. It's only because when I was on there... Did you know it's National Potato Day? Ah, stop it. It's not. Honestly, and there's the whole scandal about Irish dancing. I, I felt like this is such a tip. Like, I, I couldn't make it up. If I wrote in a book, if I wrote in a book about someone being on Irish TV, they're talking about Irish dancing and it's National Potato Day, people would write in and complain. No one's going to believe you. You're going to go home no. now and be like, guess what happens? And they'll be like, stop lying, Giovanna, for God's sake. I love it. That's fantastic. Thank you. Oh, thank you so much. Amazing. Thank you for listening to The Laughs of Your Life with Giovanna Fletcher. I really hope you enjoyed it. And if you did, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate and review. And one more ask this week. Get ready. The tickets for The Laughs of Your Life Live go on sale this Friday, the 4th of November at 9am. It's happening in the Borgosh Energy Theatre on Thursday, the 13th of April, 2023. And I cannot wait to see you there. This podcast is produced by Chemistry Media and Collaborative Studios. And this season of The Laughs of Your Life is brought to you by FNF Fashion at Tesco. Thank you.